Well, I'm over here and, uh, you know, got, got do, doing stuff. Uh, that, was, that was a great explanation. Wait, wait. Where, where is over here and, and what is stuff? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to get to that. I'm, gonna, I'm, back, okay. I'm, back, I'm back home in Amsterdam in my home studio. I, I don't know if I've actually recorded since I, I brought over my giant monitor from when I was in Austin Ooh. last. And it is. I remember why it's nice. It's a giant monitor. You just you put a lot of stuff on there. You can get your uh, your show notes, your Skype window, and then you got a whole other screen. You can put your your Slack or whatnot on. So you know it's good to have a big monitor. I can I can look up what it is. It's you know it's like uh, Dell model big monitor is mm. basically what yeah. it is. You might be familiar the, with that product. That's right. The DMB one. <laughs> right. Look up that skill. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, but so uh, you know I'm over here in Europe helping out the company, the uh, the factory, figure things out. And I'm starting to get involved in more of these like executive roundtables and executive events. And so there's a lot of, I hear a lot of theories about what it is executives actually want to hear, right? Like what it is they, you know, is good, good for them. And like, you know, they don't have a lot of time, all this kind of stuff. So I, I, ha- I have some crude theories, uh, which is to say new, but I want to ask you to, what is it executives actually want to hear? <laughs> it sounds like a terrible rom com. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like maybe maybe when Krusty gets kicked off of the cartoon circuit, like it's kinda uh-huh. like it's kinda like the crusty version of Wolf of Wall Street where like afterwards he has to do these sessions with executives to pump them up. What do executives yes. actually want to hear? Uh, well, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think what they Um, don't want to hear, I think maybe start there is, I think that always the coaching is not to get too far in the weeds, right? mm. Not to get like too complicated or too technical. And I, I I think, but I do think at the end of the day, um, reassurance, right? Every executive wants reassurance that what they're either doing or about to do makes sense for them. Right. Mm. So I think, what you're really delivering is that. So like whatever pitch or you know conversation you're having with them, I think you're always trying to make it so that they can see themselves in the conversation you're having and that you're giving them information that lets them kind of, you know, equate like, yes, this makes sense. So yeah, if, I'm, yeah. if I just bought Pivotal Cloud Foundry or I'm about to think on it that like, yeah, this is a platform that is going to make my organization more productive as well as you know save us money i mean I think that's what everybody wants to hear yeah. um now whether yeah. or not we can always deliver on that and i think this is always the hard thing it's like sometimes to contradict myself sometimes to explain someone to that or make them feel good about that you do have to get into the technical details which mm. is always the kind of chicken or egg conversation mm. that's going on all right well, now yeah. let me let me i i i uh so you you have brought up the perspective brandon which is i think is the well, there's two things actually, and this is in my survey. One of them is keep it simple, right? Yep. Don't don't get in the weeds. That's one thing, right? And then the second one is almost the um, it's 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 starting to pull at the cynical answer to this, which is like uh, they want reassert reassurance. They want to know that they can trust things or something, and then mm-hmm. also like they want to like look good to their boss. And and so the so I'm just I'm I have no commentary on this at the moment, but I these are two things I've heard so far, which I think is you've you've phrased them well. You put them together. So Matt Ray, 
Yes. What do executives actually want to hear? Uh, they, they, they want to hear that you're not going to uh, make them look bad. Wait, mm. that's what you just said. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a much that's a much better way of putting it. I think that's more yes, more yes. actionable. I mean, you know, they're 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 not all like you know Japanese corporations, but there's a lot of you know saving face, and they want to justify why they've brought you in the door. As you know, I assume we're talking about as a vendor. Sure. Um, you know, they 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 want you to say the words that align you know, your product with, uh, their, what they're pitching to their upper management, right? So if their upper management is like, you know, business objectives, this, and, you know, we, we need to hit these certain numbers. You need to come in as the vendor and justify, you know, Hey, we're helping you guys hit business objective this by doing blank, you know, mm. and then never, never, ever go into the weeds. Cause, uh, you know, uh, once you get to like a director level, they don't want to hear any technical stuff. This now, is now, kind of my now let's let's pull apart at this this most recent statement of yours. They don't ne- never go into the weeds. Now, what I feel like, I feel like there must be a positive explanation of that from a technologist standpoint. The the negative, the cynical explanation is like, in best case scenario, they don't have time to understand stuff. But then immediately, yes. immediately goes to the, the one of the one of the fastest ways to slip a bozo bit for a technologist is a sentence that uses the word know and understand, as in they don't actually understand it, right? And then it, al- <laughs> no, it also no, no, like, that's not what I'm saying. No, yeah, no, 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 no I'm I, not saying that. Well, 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 it, it is. I'm not saying. I'm saying this is a. a um, uh, a characterization of the sentiment of keeping it simple in 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 the way of one reply could be well maybe it shouldn't be kept simple right or 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 the positive version could be like well keep it as simple only what's the einstein thing like it should only be as complex as necessary or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know but it, but yeah. it is like like i i want to explore that a little bit more because as a as a technical vendor right like there's it seems like you've got this uh you What's the opposite of a tightrope? A, a gorge that you're walking across? I don't know. But uh, uh, you're straddling. Yeah, safety it's, net. The, yeah. the, the, the idiom is you're straddling. You're straddling two things. One of them is like uh, we're, we're a technical company selling technical stuff that does yep. technical things. <laughs> like, Clear, clearly you work in marketing. <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're not selling paper cups. Right. right. Like, right. it's just like, it's more complicated than it. I don't know, though. I haven't seen paper cup like sales and marketing. Maybe it's insanely Ooh. technical. And they're like, you know how when you drink from a cup that's got that little ridge that comes over the sides? Have you ever noticed sometimes it catches your lip in it? Our product does not <laughs> do that. Anyways. Well, yeah. Know, know your audience, right? <laughs> that's right. So, so, you know, you've got this technical thing. And then on the other hand, you've got the, uh, you know, you're explaining it to an executive who doesn't have time and can't get into the weeds. And so it's like, you're like, my software is better or, or like, or like, you know, my products pinch their lips, my customers pinch their lips 30% less times. And right, like, right. so it is this, it is this, a technical person as far as, again, I'm kind of characterizing, but like, you know, they're not going to believe you when you say like, I'm awesome. <laughs> well, so, so, so kind of taking it back to, I, I, I got to sit in some, uh, some agile planning sessions uh, for a customer a couple weeks ago. And oh boy. it's, it's kind of like when you're, when you're designing your stories, 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, the audience for that is like the management of the engineering team, right? The engineering team, they're the ones who might care about the implementation, but the management just wants to know that you're going to be able to deliver feature X. And then like, you know, the, the three month, you know, uh, what do they call them? Epic or whatever is the kind of thing that gets to like the director level where they're like, you know, Oh, you're going to have that Epic ready. And, you know, in Q2 and you're like, yep. Um, and so if you think about it that way, right, uh, when you're doing that planning and you're, you're planning out your sprints, um, there's, there's a definitely a pushback on solutioning, right? They're like, look, look, we don't need to talk about the implementation just yet. You know, we can talk about it at a high level, but we don't need to get down into the weeds. And, mm. and so if you think about who's listening, who's observing each step of that planning, um, and, and you're coming in and you're like, all right, if this guy was looking at the, you know, the, the, the work, you know, the, the scheduled work for the next, uh, you know, three months for this team, what kind of stuff would they want to hear? You know, yeah. they don't want to hear like, oh, we support TLS v1.3 unless, you know, that is a big deal and they're a CDN or something, right? What they want to hear is like, oh, yes, we, you know, we're going to address the security things with you uh, and, and you'll get these audits and it'll show up here. Yeah, right? you know, I, that's, 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 that's a good analogy because it kind of it's, it's a good way of getting the point of like of like, so what are you selling to the executive? Right. And, and, and one, one thing I'm hearing y'all saying is this, uh, trust that it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> which, which then that, that gets to the thing of like, um, well, that seems impossible. <laughs> right. I guess, I guess me, I don't know what Bayesian means. No, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I guess there's some sort of statistical trust that like, this feels like like this with Anecdotes. some number this this like feels <laughs> like it's trustworthy but like i mean the, what made me think this is you brought up like you know software estimates which like those are pretty much untrustworthy now one could argue that there is you can build up a track record and like yeah. discipline of following a methodology where like if i was to uh, go off on my pivotal stuff right like or, or any agile stuff right like if you calibrate a team delivering every week and they reliably deliver like you know three to five stories then you can kind of trust them when they say they're going to do three to five stories unless they just totally screwed up their story stuff that week right but whatever so you can kind of like get some reliability some expectations of what happens and then and then if you're enlightened enough in your planning and you actually take that into account instead of just having wishful thinking that's cool so then I guess it gets to the point of like, so if you can't like talk with about technical stuff with the executive and get in the weeds, then I guess you can use like customer references and feel goodiness. And then, right, and then, right. and the feel goodiness, a subcategory of that might be like, um, this person who's trying to sell stuff to me, like is speaking about things that I know about and seems to understand the position I'm in. So I kind of like give them the benefit of the doubt and they are cool with stuff or something. But I don't know. It, it's just always this in my mind, this sort of impossible task of like, you can't actually talk about the product you're selling to the executive because that'd be getting into the weeds and they don't have time for that. But then also you're trying to like make them trust that it'll actually work without talking to them about the mechanics of it. 
or something. I think that's true, but I do think, you know, there is always the trap of, you know, overgeneralization here. It's that, mm. you know, I think about like when you're, especially when you're giving like an EBC, it's usually a smaller, more intimate crowd. So the idea that you can't talk about the product is really probably not true. It's really more based on the audience. Like, so whoever that executive, sometimes they do come from a very strong IT background, like, you know, for whatever reason that, and they've, you know, ascended in the organization and that there's a basic, uh, knowledge there that they clearly understand, right? So like they know what Linux and containers, you know, so, so there is this idea that you, you're, I think you're always trying to find the level that gives them confidence in like what you're doing. It's also, you know, if you will, teaching them something because they don't necessarily know everything, but they have the background. Um, and then that really gives you credibility. I think of it sometimes like when, when uh, anyone goes to like a mechanic or a doctor, right? Like everyone goes into it with like a little different knowledge. Like someone may, have broken their arm first time they've ever done it. They have no idea. Whereas uh, someone may have like this may be the th- second or third time they've broken their arm. So they've actually been through a surgery a couple times. <laughs> they know what it's like, right? They they know what to stop expect. It. And I think, yeah, <laughs> one stop it. But the doctor, uh, just like you know, just like when you get a car, when you're getting your car fixed, right? The first car you ever buy that you're responsible for. Mm. Really, the mechanics are or the technicians as they're now. Like, they're really teaching you along the way. It's like, oh well, you know you know, changing oil and then uh, the brakes and then, oh, this happens. And then, you know, then, you know, you get to a point you've had a car for a long time. You're like, ah, oh, the battery won't start. You can almost say to yourself, like, I think it's the battery. Or it could be the alternator. It could be the cables, right? You know, you have some working knowledge that the mechanic can kind of play off with you. Now, of course, you have no idea, like, what's the latest alternator? What's the latest cables? Like, how has this stuff changed? So I think when you're talking to executives, you're trying to, you know, that's the kind of rapport you're trying to get to. Yeah, like, what yeah. level are they comfortable at? Can you make them feel good about it? Can they learn something from you? And then what you're talking about is all your third-party validation, which is like your case studies, maybe a Gardner MQ, maybe some other analyst stuff, maybe some friends that they know in the industry. Um, all of that is, is what's going to be persuading them one way or the other. Mm, all right, all right. Well, let me let me let me have one subsegment of this this segment here, which is like I, I let you brought up something that I've been thinking about a lot recently too. So it starts with to to put a word around it as, as what you're saying, Brandon. There's some calibration that you've got to go through, right? You're like, all right, yep. here I am, here I am, trying to figure out what this this executive actually wants, uh, and I've got to calibrate on that and then speak to it. Now this raises up. Something that I've been thinking a lot about recently that I think could be a major advancement in my career, uh, which is before I talk to people, I should ask them what they want to hear. And, and I don't know. That seems, I don't know if I'm into that. I prefer to just like go into a room, speak and leave. But I think, yeah. I think things go much better if like you sort of like ask them as, as we were saying earlier, like, so what are your corporate priorities? Like, what are the things yep. you need to accomplish? What are you looking to do? Uh, and then very quickly, I can be like from last episode, if you need to upgrade Windows 2000, whatever, see you later. Enjoy the five sticks of butter cookies that we're about to bring in. But I got nothing for yep. you because uh, I don't write that kind of shit on my hands. What was it? July 2020? Upgrade your SQL servers <laughs> or something? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The big fan of the show we hear. That's right. <laughs> uh and and so so you know you you kind of like figure out what their needs are and what they want to talk about and then and then you yep. got to go over that stuff. Uh, but uh, man, is that like is that what I need to be doing? Like do you yes. and I've noticed <laughs> I've noticed that here here's my issue is like I've seen I've started to notice people doing this uh, a lot where like every five minutes they check in and ask if like hey is that 
Is this what you're looking for? Does that make sense? And man, personally, I find that fucking annoying when speakers do that. I just want them to like talk, right? And like not, uh, not engage. Uh, but I don't, I think that's, that's more about me than about what's helpful. So, well, it's also, you're like, you gotta like, what's your audience size here, right? Cause I yeah, think, yeah. you know, like the, like if obviously we're giving a keynote, right? Let me start there and be like, <laughs> you know, hey, is there any questions? Normally not the way you want to go, sure, right? You're, sure. like, you're there. But then, that's right. The EBC, uh, Style. Like, I mean, I think, you know, even the way the rooms are set up, like, I've, you know, several large companies I've worked at, they had the full on EBC uh, briefing room. So it's like, mm-hmm. a, and mm-hmm. they really are set up just like theaters, right? You know, there's like, they're, and they're like very advanced and no one can use the AV system and like there's stadium seating and like, and I think when you're in that environment, like you do that, I would, I would tend towards, they're sitting there, they're expecting you to kind of carry the day. Like you've got a point of view, you want to hear it. And if that's, what you find is effective or the sales team is once effective, that's the setting. Then, then I think you're not checking in, right? You're like, you kind of have some basic knowledge. You shake their hands beforehand and you're going to do your standard, you know, song and dance kind of thing. But if you really wanted to have the, the presentation, it's like get out of that room, go to a traditional conference room, you know, like round table or at least something that's sort of collaborative. And then you do start with like the whiteboarding stuff like, hey, you know, like, what do you guys hear today? What do you do? Can you talk a little bit about your business? And then usually they'll say something like, well, you know, it's not very complicated, but then they'll talk for like 25 minutes, right? Like mm. everyone always starts with like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. And then, you know, they're just launched into a lot. And that's you, that, like a discovery session is really it is. Yeah. And then from that, yeah. you can then, uh, but again, it's like, did you set up the room? This is back to like your sales team, right? Like, what did they want to do? How they set up the room, how they primed you, how they primed the customer. So, um, so I think back to your thing about like, should you check in is really dependent on all those other factors that have probably been decided before this meeting even starts. Yeah. This, okay. Okay. Let me add an additional sub segment. So, and then we can end. So tactically, like what, what is it? Uh, you know, I'm going into an EBC, like as you were described, right? And, and I'm, I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try to be a good boy, right? So what is it I need to make sure my salespeople have given me? Like, what do they, what do they need to tell me? What do I need to well, know? So, so, you know, let's assume that there are more than, than one tactic that, you know, your salespeople use for, uh, depending on the customer, right? If the customer right. is conservative they, they don't just like, they don't just like use lawsuits against the Department of Defense <laughs> to try to sell cloud. No, 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 no. So they probably have kind of, you know, three go-to tactics Mm -hmm. and they're going to tell you like well these guys really want to hear about uh you know cloud modernization data migration right Mm -hmm. i'm just making up words for for pivotal so you're welcome blockchain um (laughs) blockchain yes these guys are all excited about blockchain we don't know why but they're excited about it and if you could spend the next 30 minutes talking about why our product is going to make blockchain you know and and their plans around blockchain succeed that would be killer mm-hmm. that's what they mm-hmm. need to prep you with and that way you don't go in and you're like i'm here to talk to you about digital transformation because they're like no 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 we couldn't have gotten to blockchain without having gone through our digital transformation already right oh, so I, you, I, you, I like that term you did there. that's good that's good <laughs> we're transformed but I do think, you know, going to your, your back to what you said earlier, you said, you know, one of the ways to help your career is to ask people what they want. Okay, that is 100% true. What is another career advancement is to tell people what they need to know that they don't even know to ask Oh, about, no, right? now so you're destroying case, my plan. No, no, in your case, right? It, and I think you have to, I, you know, this is back to like, um, this is, I would maybe equate it to like a comedian, right? Like, 
a comedian who just knows he has a killer set that is super funny, right? He's not there to like test stuff out. He's not, you know, he's very sure of himself. He knows that what he's about to deliver is going to be hysterically funny to this group of people and they're going to love it. Right. So it, but like it takes time, right? Like just like great comedian, like that doesn't just happen. There was a lot of practice, but I think we've all seen technical presentations or just any presentation, right. That is very memorable that you weren't necessarily like the title was maybe nondescript, but you're like, wow, man, this guy got up there and really told some stories and some things that I did not know about, I hadn't thought about, or or woman. Like I'm thinking of the uh, the last KubeCon. I think there's uh, several um, speakers. Can't remember. One woman got gave up. Like just it was kind of like like a hand drawn presentation about like her experience. I forget the name of the company, which is unfortunate with Kubernetes. But it was just I mean her. It was very tight. She knew exactly what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. She had the audience, I think, largely eating out of her hands because she was like calling back to like errors, probably lots of people had made or hadn't thought about. And so, I mean, so that's really where like you have an agenda and a point of view that is excellent, that is strong. And that alone, just having that is going to be super compelling, right? I mean, another way to think of this would be like motivational speakers, right? Like good or bad, maybe we just put that aside, not debate it for a moment. But this is why like in theory, any great motivational speaker can just walk in to any room. He's like, I don't care if you're in tech, sports, Mm. arts, like I'm going to tell you something that's going to help you in your life. That's going to give you some advice and something to think about. And I'm not going to cater. I mean, he may cater or he or she may cater the message a little bit to the audience, but it's really the same information, but it's super powerful, right? So I would say mostly in technology, like, I don't know, it doesn't happen a ton, right? I mean, it's like, it's harder to, to get to that level. But if you're at that level, then, um, you know, like if you've like written a whole like pamphlet book on digital transformation, you've done a lot of thinking about it and you've got a lot of slides, you know, maybe, maybe that's what you're going in with. So, let, okay, I'll, 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 I'll put a book in on this. And, and so it seems like, and this is very, very, uh, a, is affirmational a word in, in the sense that it's affirming things, not that it's like Stuart Smalley or whatever. Uh, but, uh, so basically you're like, you should know what they want to, they want to talk about. Like what, what are their, their concerns? What are they interested in? Now, now there's a potential, a dangerous trap you might fall in where you're told, Oh, they just want to have like an overview of what's going on. Now I've been through to a lot of EBCs that are, I would describe as like the junket EBC, which is like, we have them here for a, a day, two days, and we're just going to go over the entire portfolio of things. And so just come yep. in and present your, your stuff, which, which sometimes like that's what you're supposed to do. You just present your stuff. But even in that case, it's probably a good idea to get a sense of like, what do they want? And sometimes you can't really answer the question because it's like, well, there's a room full of like eight to 10 people who represent the entire company. So who knows what they want, uh, which is sometimes fun. And I've also noticed, uh, I won't bring that up. That'd be more, more, uh, that'd be a can of worms in the can of worms. But so you should figure out what it is they want. And if, if you're, if you're, uh, your handlers, your salespeople haven't told you ahead of a time, you should try to get them to tell you. And, and if they haven't, when you're in the room, you should say, you should somehow make sure that they tell you what they're actually interested in. And, you know, right. I have, I have, you know, some of the better like meetings like this, the, you, you do set aside time for the, uh, to stop being the completely dumb person, uh, here. 
although mostly I am, you, uh, you, you set aside some time in the beginning, like, like, as you were saying, Brandon, like, oh, we're going to just have 15 minutes where you go over your priorities. And like, you know, 45 minutes later, you're like, oh, we're running long. Uh, but it is nice to have people go over what they're actually worried about. But that, uh, you know, which I think, I think, for for uh people who aren't vendors who listen if you find yourself in a meeting like this uh you should tell the people who are trying to sell you stuff what it is you're interested in that's always helpful yes. too <laughs> yes um, <laughs> you know maybe you got to you got to upgrade your windows or whatever but uh that 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 would be good to know all right all right well you know not only do you want executives to tell you what they want Sometimes in order to find out what your cloud and your infrastructure wants, you've got to monitor it. And sometimes it might even send you various types of events and logs, but it's going to be, uh, it's as difficult as me figuring out what a room full of people want to hear, but there are easier ways to do it. Do one of you want to tell people what they might look into? Sure. Sure thing. So uh, this episode is sponsored by SolarWinds. And this week, SolarWinds wants you to know about their tools designed for DevOps, Pingdom, AppOptics, PaperTrail, and Logly. Today's recognized pillars of observability combine metrics, traces, and logs to enable DevOps teams to monitor system and application performance. But these capabilities provide only limited insights into application performance because they ignore the user's experience, a critical measure of application performance. Understanding if a system is slow or unavailable from an end user's perspective is crucial in today's digital world, even if the metrics are good and there are no alerts. Altogether, the combined functionality of Pingdom, AppOptics, PaperTrail, and Logly bring together real user monitoring, synthetic user monitoring, web and application performance metrics, distribution trace, tracing, event aggregation, and log management to help proactively identify bottlenecks and accelerate troubleshooting. By bringing user experience, metrics, traces, and logs together with an easy-to-use complementary toolkit, DevOps teams gain unmatched visibility into their cloud environment so they can seamlessly follow an alert or issue from one product into another to resolve issues quickly and get back to focusing on the more proactive elements of their job. Over 275,000 customers worldwide and 99% of the Fortune 500 trust and rely on SolarWinds for their monitoring software. To learn more or try the company's DevOps products for free, visit solarwinds.com slash DevOps. There you go. And of course... We thank our friends at SolarWinds and make sure to tell them your friends at Software Defined Talk sent you. I, I've been, I, I'm no whiz at math, but I think we've been doing this wrong. Now, now 1% of 500 is 5, right? <laughs> yeah, but Coach, yeah, so, we, we, did, we did some, uh, you know, we took some liberties with uh, editing the script. No, oh, okay, we, we, okay. Have, we took a little, uh, I think the point is well taken. Because listen. Almost all. Because listen, all the cool companies, you know, all it's, the important companies are doing it, and ninety nine percent is is yeah, as uh, as someone who's read the ad read, ninety nine percent is much easier than saying uh, that's true. That's uh, true. Four ninety nine out of five hundred. I just I just want to make sure we're controlling our costs here because you know we're not a big big fancy podcast. I don't know if we can afford five briskets if if uh, <laughs> if our listeners sign up those ones so they can be a hundred percent. I I, hey, I had we're only still giving out free t-shirts. Well, that's what we want. We we give we are giving out t-shirts. Okay. More importantly, okay. go sign up. If you go sign up, we can send out more uh, free t-shirts and and briskets and stuff like that. Because our FY twenty twenty budgeting only uh, allocates one brisket. One brisket. <laughs> that's right. Well, that, that, that's, that's with international shipping. It could be domestic. Whoa, we might be talking a third brisket. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't even know. Can you even ship food overseas? That must be like not, a day at the post office. Yeah, someone looked that, that up. We can't, a... we can't ship Matt tacos. That's, oh, that's too that's bad. That's a lot of that's oh. just that's way too much uh, paperwork at the post office. I was I was uh, I was I was uh, 
railing is the wrong word. I was complaining about how, like, you know, you got to dump fruit and stuff at the borders uh, mm-hmm. of, of people. And somehow New Zealand came up and they're like, well, you know, New Zealand does have a very fragile ecosystem that's been closed off. And I was like, you know, like in my mind, the sad trombone, tram, trombone is playing. It's like, you know, way to, way to like fuck up my bit here. Right. Like with some truth. <laughs> I'm just saying, totally. like, I get an orange on the plane and I got to throw it away. I mean, really, yep. you don't need to like screw with my whole thing here. Smarty pants. Yep. I should have asked them what they wanted to hear instead of just going in. I've, I've realized that in any conversation, uh, that is more than, let's say 15 to 30 minutes, I always say something foot in my mouth ish. It's very embarrassing. It's, uh, not embarrassing or insulting. I think I think a large part of it is I'm trying to be like uh what's the word where you're trying to like put yourself down or something self dismissive self deprecating yeah, yeah yeah but but I I do I do it in reverse order I don't get to the I never get to the part where I deprecate myself like I was so, talking I was talking with someone earlier this evening and and they're saying like oh you're from Austin I was like oh yeah and and they were saying well I used to uh my parents used to watch Austin City Limits all the time so I would watch that all the time and then I said oh yeah you know for some reason I never watched that like I always thought it was really lame and what I was trying to get to <laughs> was like it turns out I was the lame one but then I was walking away or I should say riding away later and I was thinking like oh I think I just insulted them. <laughs> I don't know. So, so the key is to keep Cote's stand-up bits short and tight. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, on the other hand, I've been told that I don't pause enough for laughter. So just, just things, things. I don't know. Uh, well, you know, as always, there's a lot of Kubernetes news this week. I think, I think, as, as we like to say <laughs> over here in Pivotal Land, our friends in VMware. They seem to have simplified the Kubernetes portfolio. You got the, yeah. uh, you got the free thing. That's the Heptio. I don't, I don't, I don't, haven't dug in deep enough to see if it's like a free or open source or whatever, which is, which is fine. Uh, you well, got, a, what, I was going to say, is it Kubernetes open source? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's whatever the Heptio packaging is or was. And, yeah. uh, and then you have, then you have the traditional VMware PKS. VMware Pivotal Container Service, which it's sort of mm. known. And then they have their managed in a cloud version. And I forget yeah. all the clouds that it runs in. But, you know, I, I was, I was looking through the, uh, the web page and it struck me that like, man, that's a good web page. It's just sort of like, uh, here's the three things we offer. Here's some value propping and here's some O'Reilly pay- books and, and PDFs you can read that go over it. And then with the public cloud one, it's even like, here's the rates, just like boom. And, and to the point of our, I mean, this is a good a good uh, connection thing or callback, as they say, to the point of of, of what do the executives actually want to hear? Do they want to hear that web page? Like, is that is that helpful? I think so. I mean, I think the uh, you know the names, the official names are VMware Essential PKS, which mm-hmm. is the old Heptio stuff. VMware Enterprise PKS, which is just your old, like, I want to run it on-prem, but I want someone to, like, upgrade it all for me. Yep. And then VMware Cloud PKS, which is, you know, I don't want to run it on-prem. I just want to make it available to everyone. I think, you know, if you think about, like, back to our conversation, it's like, I think that's probably a pretty good starting point for executives. Like, okay, well, what did you buy or what did you want? And I think, you know, the way they lay it out, right, where it's pretty simple. It's like, hey, if you're an expert in Kubernetes, one, congratulations, and two, it's like you're probably going with <laughs> the essentials, hiring. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. hiring. But like you're, you're definitely the kind of person that um, is going to go with the essential stuff. And I, I think the 
the thing that I think most people keep saying here is like, you probably, if you're doing this, you're probably building a platform, right? For some reason, you've decided to build some kind of platform. That yeah. seems to be the catchphrase. Like Kubernetes is for people who are building platforms. And if you're not that kind of person, then you're clearly going to be in the next two buckets. It's like, do you do have they, to be on premise, right? It's the yeah. old security thing. Oh, that whole qu- question, like yeah. culturally, security wise, if not, well, then we got this cloud option for you as well. So, yeah. I mean, I, I could see this, the EBC going pretty quick. And this is back to where you would probably stop and start asking questions like, well, which, which one of these do you guys look like? What are your I needs? Mean, they need to have that, that matrix of, of just like, you know, each product is a column with the little checkboxes like, well, if you buy PKS Essentials, you get this. If you buy Enterprise PKS, you get that. You know, you want to host it over here. I love that matrix. That's what I'm, I that that matrix is is how I choose things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just looking at you know in Dropbox. It took me a while to understand this, but they have I forget what they call it, like smart something, and basically it means like it 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 puts some little links in your whole directory structure to all your files, but it doesn't actually download the file. Which until today I didn't really understand what that was, and I went and looked, and they have I think they have five different Dropbox offerings, and there's just a matrix, so you can just scroll down and see which mm-hmm. one has it. No, it's very helpful. But I do think you know, it's all in the Federation, right, Kote, your, your world here. But, I mean, I do. it is kind of an interesting way to compare and contrast strategies. It's like, in this case, you have the really the old school. This is more like a technical sale, right? Like you're kind of explaining the feature functions yeah. and allowing a customer to opt in, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Pivotal, right, at least the people I know at Pivotal, <laughs> you know, they always start with like, well, listen, we're not talking about any of this. What you need is digital transformation. Mm-hmm. And they start there, right? And then the culture and, you know, why it matters. And, you know, and so kind of back to like, what does the executive in the room want, right? It's, it, and I think this is kind of, you know, that question is like, if you have a strong point of view, obviously Pivotal does, right? You're coming right. in strong with digital transformation. If they are like a 20 year customer of VMware and they've bought, you know, all the various, you know, ESX on up, right? Then they're probably pretty committed and it, it is going to be what I, what I think sometimes people call it the car wash. Like, let's just get yeah. everybody in. Let's get all the products up on the board. Make sure everybody, <laughs> you know, got their chance to talk. And the, and the customer's just sitting there because he's like, yeah, he knows everything. Like, he's like, oh, what's this thing doing now? What's that doing? Like, and, and back to your menu, it's kind of the, they refer to the Chinese menu. It's like, yeah, I need a little PKS over here and the essentials. Then we got this other group and they need some enterprise. I'm trying to, and, and so you know, all of that kind of works itself out. And it's totally different sales motions, and I bet they're different sales teams, right? The, the VMware people, uh, I'm going to hypothesize that they're probably more tool-oriented, right? They, they know their accounts are here to buy X units of hypervisor, you know, at, at the, at, you know, at the old, old VMware, right? And now they're like, hey, we've got some new tools. Uh, take a look at this. You just want to dip your, your, your toes in the game. Uh, we got this essential PKS stuff. Here's how it would work with ESXi. You know, here's how it ties into the stuff we've already sold you. Meanwhile, at the other end of the spectrum, you know, you've got your pivotal guys who are like, I'm not going to show you a matrix. We're here to talk about digital transformation and how you're going to go from be, being, you know, a, uh, uh, an airline to a software company that, uh, with with airplanes with wings right yeah well I, you know that, 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 that that's our bit right um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah 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 i guess but, I mean, I, yeah. that's the story right 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so also, also on their website, like it is, uh, you know, I, I, I have this principle. I'm sure we all do. This sounds like I probably got this from Brandon, which is like, no one ever likes the website, right? Like, just like guaranteed the people who like the, the website the least are, are the people at the company whose website it is. Like they just despise it. And it seems like, I don't know, that seems like a pretty good website. It's like, what is this thing? Now, if you're a very technical person, uh, you would probably not like the website because you're like, where do I download it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you would have, you'd have all sorts of objections to it, but, but it seems like it's, it's pretty straightforward. It tells you what the thing does. Now, you know, you could gut, it, there's a danger of like gussing it up with some like, you know, well lit videos of talking customers who aren't looking directly into the, the camera and things like that. But I don't know. It seemed like a good, uh, a good example of, uh, just here's what the thing does stands out there but yeah and maybe maybe just a footnote it like i think i think maybe you've crystallized the uh my my issue with the uh the what exactly does the executive want which is like i feel like it's kind of like a an odd application of of our ongoing open source thing which is like uh what they want is not actually the thing they're paying for right like they you don't talk to them about the software that they buy and all this stuff like Right. which is what they're buying. It's this other, like... That's the outcomes, right? They, yeah, they or, don't or, care about or, the means, right? Or even even more abstract. I mean, I agree, yes. Ultimately, like, you just want the thing to work. But, like, what in, in the room or the mini rooms, the thing that they're buying is, like, this, like, ethereal notion that it's a good idea, right? Instead <laughs> of, like, a product. It, it would almost be like if, if, I, went to, uh, if I went to a restaurant and uh, one thing is I could look at the menu, whether it was, you know, wh- whatever nationality or ethnicity it was from. I could look at the menu and say, as I did today, I would like the Dutch-influenced uh, grilled veggie hummus sandwich, right? Boom. Got it. I eat it. It's good. They didn't have olives. I didn't buy that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what is Dutch-influenced? Oh, it's just like a really thick piece of bread. And when they serve it to you, it's not closed up. It's like, you know, like the bread, ah. you could tell it's a very Dutch style of bread. If ah, ah. very nuanced. See, uh, Australia would throw some beetroot in there. Yeah. Like, I mean, analogously to me, <laughs> yeah, to me, like, I don't know anything about Linux's. It's like the difference between like Ubuntu and Suse. Like, I, I don't know what the difference is like i'm sure they've got different directory structures here and there but for people who know you can tell it's it's much much different anyways uh you know so i went and got that versus like i think if i got from that restaurant what exactly the executive want they would have spent some time talking about how delicious their sandwich was and that it would satisfy my hunger and then i would leave without a sandwich like like i I don't actually like the thing you you would leave with food yeah the thing the thing that i am buying when i'm getting what the executive actually wants is like not the thing like i know even better even better i i I would i would have given the money for the sandwich and then given the sandwich to my daughter and left right like to eat the sandwich on my behalf and i guess i guess the outcome would be she stops being crabby because now she's eaten and she's not hungry anymore i mean the outcome would actually be she would look at the sandwich and be like i want a hot dog uh but you know that's the difference between being an executive so, and a so, parent. so as the executive your goal is to have a fed child and yes. the child the child in this case is more like your you know your your engineers <laughs> And they're like, I want a hot dog. And you're like, have a hummus sandwich. It's what the salesperson gave me. 
<laughs> That's right. That's right. And you're like, well, how come these hummus sandwiches don't feed anyone? They're bunk. I'm going back and to the, hot dogs. This sandwich is shelfware. <laughs> but I do think coming back to it, like, I mean, I think kind of these these strategies kind of all play into that. It's like, yes, the executive, or in this case, the parent, like the outcome is you want to fed child. And so like, what are multiple ways to solve that problem? One is to walk into a restaurant, look at a menu and have three different options, right? Just kind of what VMware is showing you. And it's like options gives you enough information. Like this is the turkey sandwich, there's the soup, and there's the spaghetti, right? There's enough information there for you to make a decision, but clearly you don't know like everything about the ingredients. But you have enough, right? That would be one yeah. way to solve it. You pick, you give it to you. you. You're like, I think my daughter wants spaghetti today. Maybe that's right, maybe it isn't, but that's how you solve the problem. The other option is just to walk in and be, and what does it say? Daily special. And you ask the guy like what it is. And he just says, it's the greatest thing I've ever made for kids. They all love it. And what do you look at him? You say, Sounds good. Let's try it. Right. You don't know that much about it. You just go on his recommendation and that was the only option. Right. So, mm. so I think this is always back to like in tech marketing or tech sales. This, these are the strategies that like vendors are often applying all the time. Right. It's like, we've got the right thing. We're not talking about everything else versus the menu. Right. And I think, uh, what happens is I think executives often get like whiplash between different things and they they get start to get confused. They're like, huh? Well, these guys are talking about, Kubernetes, I'm not sure what it does, but it seems important. I went to this other group and they're just talking about digital transformation. It's like Cloud Foundry. What's that? You know, it's like, so that's where they, that's where they're always needing help to like navigate all of these different options. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to what you're saying. You just have to find out what, what they're interested and what they need. And, and then, and then the mastery of it is sort of like, uh, not, not being constricted by what it is they say they need and trying to, uh, I don't know make it better i lost energy on this topic we should move on <laughs> well i do think you know what i do want you to find out today you know go over to your friends at vmware like i'm actually interested just who is buying or installing vmware essentials that is that i am curious yeah, yeah. about like what um because obviously there's like the open source distributions you mean, you mean like the kubernetes it. essentials um, not like a yeah just, okay yeah it's just the basics because that's like because uh, i think vm smart people right they thought about it is it just Hey, we're just trying to make it slightly easier because that's the one that is kind of like, well, um, I could just do this myself, right? Like, what am I getting? And I'm sure they make right, it a little bit right. easier, but that's just an interesting, uh, I don't know, like, is it a lost leader? Is it just like an entry point? They, is they, there they, they a group of people markets. they really want it? Yeah. yeah huh? different Markets with different competitors, right? I mean, I, I, you know, I, the, uh, the rancher guys came out with their, uh, their new stripped down Kubernetes for edge computing, right? And clearly they're not selling digital transformation at edge computing, right? So they're targeting a, you know, a, a, uh, a different market. And, and, and meanwhile, you know, you've got your uh, red hat with their OpenShift. They're, they're still a very, you know, tools focused sell uh, as far as I see, but, you know, but they're, they're trying to go up market into the, the digital transformation. And then you've got, uh, uh, not a lot of people left, but uh, <laughs> but but the the, the you know the, the big clouds were just like, uh, yeah, we've got that feature, mm -hmm. um, and so different different audiences are going to be comparing different products from different companies, right? They're not all. It's not like you say, well, there are seventeen vendors of a Kubernetes. I will do a bake off of all seventeen, right? You're gonna you're gonna self select into some things, and hopefully your salespeople are gonna be like, I'm gonna sell essentials against this company looking at rancher or you know i'm gonna sell you know the full pivotal experience to somebody with a, a huge ibm contract uh who wants to get some open shift in there mm -hmm. um right but yeah 
And and then and then and then also uh, Kubernetes is only for people who are building platforms, right? Is that is that still true? Uh, I don't think so, right? So the, <laughs> I mean, I I, I kind of talked to the the rancher thing is, and, and the essential thing is more like you know we're not doing a platform. This is just a tool, right? You you need something to run some containers. Um, we are not here to sell you on a platform play right this is just uh going to supplement your existing stuff yeah um you know yeah no right? you, you know that's, and, and that's, that's 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 why i say a tool sale is yeah. it's not you know no, when that's, just, tools, that's just my my weekly complaint of the current trend in saying that like developers shouldn't care about kubernetes and only if you're building a platform should you worry about Kubernetes? And of course, like that's, that's a, that's a recent development, it seems. And then, and then everyone is sort of like, uh, for the number of Kubernetes vendors who are out there, there can't be that many people who are building a platform. Uh, there must only be like, <laughs> I don't know, five to 10 people in the world who are building platforms, I guess. No. No. I, well, maybe, yeah. maybe I misunderstand what platform means in this claim that Kubernetes is only for building platforms, but it, it feels like the whole point is like, you know, uh, a, a big platform as a service thing versus like I need, as you were saying, versus like, I guess, I guess, I guess to be less snarky, my sense is that what Kubernetes is, is not a platform for building platforms, despite what people might want it to be, but is actually just a container orchestrator and like setting up basically a better IaaS layer for like running containerized things, which is a lot different than like, unless you're building an application server, you shouldn't care about this. Right. Like it's I think I think that uh, it, it, it's, know, it's a plumbing for nuance. your platform. Right. I mean, you know, realistically, a platform. I mean, if you look at like a, if, if you use like a cloud as an example of what a platform could be, you're going to have a, a list of services provided by your platform. You know, maybe you're providing IS, maybe you're providing containers as a service, maybe you're doing functions as a service. All these things add up to, you know, the definition of your platform. And so Kubernetes is part of that story. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to a pivotal, you're you're buying the whole platform. Um well, uh, you know, in some cases, you may be buying, you know, the whole platform for everything to run on, whereas, you know, other people might just be saying, hey, your platform, you're going to have a whole bunch of other tools in the mix. We just want to sell you this one segment of it, and it's up to you to integrate it into the big picture. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess the, the, the distinction in my mind is like, is uh, are you selling that platform to someone or are you using it for your own use, right? And and my sense is that like the second case, using it for your own use is not like a platform, like as you were saying, no. right? Like you might, yeah. so therefore something, the, the Kubernetes is a platform for platforms. I think that, that's, that idea is like, this is an embedded piece of software that a vendor should be using to sell a platform to someone else versus, uh, I take Kubernetes as an enterprise and I build something out of it. Right. And like, it seems like the sentiment is like, uh, you shouldn't do that as an enterprise, which I don't think is like what the market is doing with it. Instead, what people are doing is like, I want to build out my IaaS container orchestration thing. And whether I buy a Kubernetes distribution or I build it on my own, that's what I want Kubernetes to be instead of just an embedded component that a, a vendor or a service provider uses for a platform. Yeah. So my, and, my and, theory behind all this, though, is that like there's like something unsaid between all of these sentiments. It's like, when Kubernetes was launched, no one said that. It was just like a fairly simple 
to at least conceptually understand container orchestration. And I think what has happened is the complexity of all the various projects that often need to be, you know, used in conjunction with Kubernetes has made it so complex that like people that have been with it now are seeing that. And I think they're trying to steer people away. They're like, whoa, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. Like this is much more complicated um, because of lots of stuff we talked about and just go to CNCF, like all the various projects, right? Whether, you know, you're mesh networking or security, just the list goes on and on. And I think that's, I I don't know. I, 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 to me, it just feels like, Hey, it's more complicated than we thought it was going to be. Everybody really needs to think whether or not they need to really get involved in doing all of this, right? Yeah. Because maybe it makes more sense to just centralize it with a couple, a set of experts. And I, I don't know. I just think it's not wrong. I don't, I don't know. Hopefully it doesn't come across cynical. It's just, it's just the complexity has evolved to such a place that like you do really have to be careful when you get involved with deploying it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of back when you had to know about like the three types of virtualization or something. And like, you know, you had to look that up and like now, like, I don't know, no one cares. The only, the only like st- subtle conversation that comes up is like, oh, Solaris zones used to do that. And then, and then that's it. And then, that, you know, that, that exec- one person speaks up. Executives don't want to hear about Solaris zones. No, they don't S- send that conversation to jail. Was that, was that an appropriate uh, pun oh, there? there? You go. Oh, well, said. Yeah. well said. Well said. Uh, good, good. Yeah. I was looking, I was looking through some old photos, which, which, uh, uh, is always a form of like self abuse. Cause I looked through old photos and I think like, oh, what a fool I was. Speaking of self deprecation or like, you know, I did so many dumb things or like, you know, I shouldn't have gotten upset at this person or my child at that time. But anyways, I saw a bunch of photos from like 2008 when I was gallivanting with Red Monk at IBM conferences and stuff. Adobe. It's a good time. There's a picture of Jeffrey Moore in there talking about systems of engagement. And, wow. Uh, yeah. What's he doing? Is he still at it? Is he still you know, living off crossing the chasm? Crossing and that chasm into the, into the tornadoes and the bowling man, alleys. Did he do well. Gosh, if, if only we had written a book like that. Man, yeah. the guy did well. Yeah. Well, uh, I, want, I wanted to ask you know, what a rancher is, but I think maybe we'll save that for next time. They, that, that company's been around for a long time, right? Or am I confused? Isn't that a company that's like run out of the Philippines or something? Or am I confusing them with someone else? I don't know where they're based out of. There's there's some company that was like a multi-faced conglomerate of like three different tech companies and like most of them were like actually run out of like a uh, like a development center in the Philippines or something. We I need to go look through my notes and it see. It was like Lonaro or somebody like that. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, we'll solve the rancher puzzle next time. But uh, well, as as has been alluded to, and you mentioned last week, I, I published a little O'Reilly report, as they call it, or a uh, a pamphlet, as as my my teammate Nate calls it, uh, which you know I don't know is about digital transformation. I think that's accurate. I'm sure both of you have read it, so you could characterize it, but I won't make you do that. It's on my Kindle. <laughs> that's right, in the <laughs> Moby format. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, that probably is better than, than reading a, a PDF. Although I was reading another one of those books in PDF on my iPad Pro 10.5 inch, and it, it sure is nice <laughs> to read in an old book format and be able to like write on it with your Apple Pencil. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get a copy of that, I had them make me up a URL. You can go to pivotal.io slash monolithic transformation. And you should, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. The huh? monolithic URL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow, I, I was, wow, Kote bringing the vanity URL. Just... I was, I was trying to think what, what else to call it. And, and then like I wanted to get on with my Icelandic vacation and I was like, fuck it. Just put the title in there. <laughs> 
Love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, but oh, you that's awesome. Listeners, you should go uh just put Johnny Lee Jen's name in there or your own and uh download a PDF and then I'll I actually have access to Salesforce now, so I can spend two hours to figure out how to go look up what the uh the Johnny Lee Jen account is, see how it's doing. That that would be fun. But yeah, you can get a free PDF and it's like, I don't know, ninety pages or something. It's very exciting. Uh so uh, also, oh, before what? What is so? So USB? Their naming schemes all fucked up now. Is that is that right? <laughs> well, I feel like they just uh, you know just dovetailed with the whole week. You know, every a lot of mark, questionable marketing decisions. But uh, yeah, USB they like went retroactively like renumbered some stuff. So there's USB three, three one, three two, and they have a grid though. There's a nice grid. Oh boy. That explains no. it all. And then, of course, all of that is slightly different than USB-C. So, so I don't know, man. I just feel for the, uh, the, uh, everybody involved with the USB because I've been in these meetings where like someone eventually comes up with the PowerPoint grid and everyone looks like it and they're like, yeah, this is good. And then it's like other people see it and it's like, no, this is not good. This is not a good decision. So, uh, oh, yeah. Super so, yeah. speed USB, super speed USB, 10 gigabits per second. Super yep. speed U- USB 20 gigabits per second. And then right? it's just going to be like, does this, does this physical plug fit here? Oh, I see. And then it's USB A, USB C, AC, only C. And then, mm-hmm. oh, I see what's going on. That's a good matrix. Okay. Okay. But it's going to be complicated. But everybody, like, especially USB A, right? It's like, I guess you'll have to like they'll have to have slightly different icons because you you just won't know. It's like, well, what am I plugging into? Am I and then into? and then you also need to know mini USB C or that really big one from days of yore. And then also you're like, why is one side of this USB cable different than the other? That was always a mystery too. Yeah, well, USB C solves that, right? Yes, yes, yes. It's a, the one technical advancement we all love. Oh, man, <laughs> uh, and the power. That's good too. Yeah, USB C is pretty nice. I don't understand why they couldn't just have the same connectors, but whatever. We don't need to get into that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Good marketing. Well, uh, do we do we have any any uh, any sort of administrative stuff we should go over, Brandon? How's the yeah, reviews out there? A couple uh, some listener feedback. So uh, Michael from Cincinnati wrote in. He told us that his favorite recent episode was the QCon review. So we sent him some T-shirt and some stickers. And then Will from Castle Rock said he loves the show. And he starred the past couple episodes in Overcast app. So he got a T-shirt and some stickers. And, of course, you can get a T-shirt by either writing us a nice iTunes review, starring us in Overcast, or promoting us in some meaningful way. And if you do that, uh, send me your name, postal address at stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and you will be lucky enough to get either the last black t-shirt that's extra large or a gray t-shirt that's large or extra large. So uh, please do that. We really appreciate all, all the um, support. And then uh, one other, like just kind of off the cuff, I'll call it a Slack recommendation. So uh, Rob C in the SDT Slack, he tells us that pocket cast now has an Alexa skill uh, want to play. And uh, I think he even posted, so you can somehow get software defined talk to play on your Alexa by talking to it. But I've been told we need to work on our branding because software defined talk and software defined interviews, Alexa finds finds very similar. So mm. I don't know. You know, well, maybe, the, the answer you know, to that instead of just criticizing everyone's branding, you know, it's like, well, maybe, maybe we should look within, as they say. I, I think I think the <laughs> when Alexa tells you to disambiguate, say, I want to hear both. 
That's that's <laughs> what? that's what you do. That's go. the only answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's also a lot. I'll, I'll be at a lot of conferences. Uh, if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash/168, you can see them. I'm gonna be. Is this next next week? I'll be in Bologna at the Incontro DevOps, probably complaining about the Italian coffee being too good and wanting some American coffee. I thought, I, you know, I always come up with names or little T-shirt ideas, and I was telling Kim that I want to name my company Loud American. That's that's going to be the name of my uh, T-shirt company. That'll uh, be, probably already exists. Uh, yeah, well, you know, that's true. I'll, and then that'll be our flagship T-shirt. It'll just say something. It'll just say Loud American. And uh, hopefully, once I can get all that, once I can get the Canadians to wear that T-shirt while they're traveling, I'll know that I've achieved fashion victory. That we'll 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 have one that has the little uh, ever-present maple leaf that Canadian tourists have to have attached somewhere on their body, uh, in our in our shirt line. So look forward to that. <laughs> uh, you know, nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, there's also a bunch of spring spring one tours in London and Amsterdam coming up elsewhere. But just go check the show notes if you're interested in that. How about yourself, Matt? Any exciting conferences? You know, I uh, I. I've kind of switched over to the uh, the post sales side of things, so my my conference going has uh, decreased. And rather than going out and and speaking at conferences, I spend more time uh, with customers, so. Tell, telling customers what they actually want to hear. Well, you know, uh, just find why they spent that money, right? Oh, I like that. Do you, have, <laughs> have you got Have you gotten a badge in to one of these customers in oh, a post sales environment? I have turn down badges oh you got to get the badges matt ray oh no i don't want badges. that's that's like that's like a status symbol you go back to seattle there and be like i got i got five badges to customers i'm badge boy and and they'll they'll know they'll know what a big deal you are matt i don't want to be a badge boy okay well now (laughs) man you've just taken that to like the skateboarder level of cool right there just like (laughs) yeah i i only like bleach i didn't like those other albums they sold out All right. Well, uh, and as always, you should join us in our Slack channel. Lots of conversations I see going on there. Brandon, have you retired off of your uh, your quick con call app? Not quite yet, but enough money that I had to report it to the accountant. So oh. good job, guys. Keep buying oh, it. Hey. I coincidentally was was uh, was looking at this. Well, not so coincidentally, I was looking at your the the app store thing this evening. Very very well done, and I like that the company behind it is called Brandon Wichard. <laughs> That's a whole other thing about that's a whole long Apple discussion of like when do you have to be your own person and when can you be your company? Yeah. All right. Well, well, this week, what do you recommend to the listeners, Brandon? Uh, I'm going to recommend Abducted in Plain Sight. This is another Netflix uh, documentary. It was uh, just a crazy story about uh, a girl that uh, living with her family that you know, as the as the title uh, implies. She's abducted, but uh, there's a lot that goes into it. And just, I don't know. It's just kind of a crazy, crazy story. So if you're interested in, I think it's a good 90-minute, two-hour kind of thing, uh, check it out. And then uh, there was some discussion Slack about Lego, uh, Lego, the Lego Movie 2. I did see it. Very good. Not quite as good as the first, but I thought I did really enjoy it. And then I also wanted to say that while I did enjoy the Spider-Verse I thought I still think uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet was a better movie. So I was disappointed it didn't win the Oscar. But, you know, what can you do? Mm. So lots of good stuff to watch if you're looking for movies. What, what's the deal with the Spider-Man stuff? I, I, oh, I see cool. little sparks from people being excited about that. Isn't it? Like, what, what is, it, is that a, is a live action or a cartoon? What's happening? No, no, it's it a cartoon. cartoon. I guess yeah. it's all about, uh, you know, there's I think there's like six different spider 
people, let's call them. They're all from different dimensions. And so I guess the, you know, the, the not so subtle thing is like, you know, anyone can be a superhero, right? So there's lots of people from lots of different oh, that's non-traditional nice. superhero backgrounds. So that's sort of the, the nice yeah. uh, pitch. So I, I thought it was good. But like I said, I, I, I would, I, I would watch it, especially if you have young kids. My son liked it. You like, there's a, a Peter Parker, like a pig Spider-Man, which he, Peter he, of Porker. course, Peter Porker. Thank you. That's uh, good. Which my, Spider- my Spider-Man. son just thought was just hilarious. So, it's like yeah. the yeah. Uh, it's like the League of Ricks or whatever they call them in Rick <laughs> yes, and Morty. Very very similar. There so go. it's good, but like uh, it Ralph Breaks Internet. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Man, now I want to go watch some interdimensional TV. That's good stuff. I just sell doors. <laughs> These doors don't open. Uh, so Matt Ray, how about yourself? When you're when you're uh, happy with doors that don't open. And you're taking long rides between your shop and your uh, your home in the same commercial. What what are you telling people that they should do? Uh, I'm telling them um, I have an anti recommendation this week. Uh, so it's kind of been a, a slow point in in television watching, like uh, w- with me and the wife. And so she's like, "Oh, I heard about this show uh, called the The Discovery of Witches." And we're like, "All right, how do we watch this thing?" So we had to go and sign up for a free trial account of uh, some horror channel on amazon prime mm. and uh i just had to stop watching it was horrible mm. uh, <laughs> so uh, apparently it was like the you know the the big budget thing for the shutter horror channel oh boy uh, they, they 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 uh you know they this was going to be their their premiere content and uh it just got you know it's like I don't know if they tried to make a a Twilight TV series or something. So t- tell, kinda... I mean, there's a hint of it, but what's 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 the top line? What do the executives uh, want to hear is, that's wrong with this? What do they actually want to hear? Well, well, well no. Here, here's what's right with it. Like, you know, assuming you like this stuff. If you like um, vampires, uh, demons, werewolves, witches, uh-huh. um, living in the background of, of, of humans, right? So, you know, humans don't know that they live in this magical world. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it's got, you know, conspiracy theory stuff going on top of that. This, this, this and- sounds great so far. Yeah, and then you throw in some romance between the witch and the vampire lead. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh wait, wait, and and as soon as the, the the lead witch comes on the screen and starts talking, I'm like, "That's an Australian with an American accent." My wife's like, "No," and I was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The tell is they always say Barbie. Am I right? <laughs> Oh no! It was just so. I was like, she looks Australian. She sounds Australian. She looks like, Australian. She, how, did, how does someone look Australian? I, I don't know. I just okay, and, okay. And, I mean, I, 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 did, I was right. I did, I I did right. have a. I did have a lengthy aside on Dutch bread, so uh, I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and and yeah, it's just it, and, and it's got like it's got like you know. A-list TV actors, I guess, you mm. know, um, you know, people who've been in like other shows and, and, you know, and so it's like clearly and, and, and wonderful sets and stuff, but it's just like That's the script, bad. just choose that shit up. Um, it's kind of, kind of like the, the second season of uh, star Trek discovery. I tried to start watching it. It's just like, eh, I, I don't have time in my life for this shit. Just, exactly. So I don't bummer. turn off a lot of series, but, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah. It's, it's been renewed for a second season, so you know maybe they'll get they get some some different showrunner. Is that what you would call it? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a, uh, I don't read the different trades. show watchers. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. Yeah, everyone so knows there's 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 no romance in Shadowrun. You don't want that. Just <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. My wife didn't want it either. So Yeah. All right. Well, this this week I've got I've got uh uh let's call it two and a half recommendations. One, there's this article uh, I forget where it was written up, but it's basically uh, IBM had their Think conference recently. I've lost track of what all the conference brands connect to, which is fine. That's no problem. Uh, but, uh, well, I guess it's fine for me not to know. I'll just proclaim that on my own now. Uh, well, they merged almost all of them into just IBM Think. So yeah, yeah. You, now. There you go. So you got all of them there. And uh, But there was, there was a write-up of one of the keynotes where Geico was saying they were using Watson uh, for something. Now, it's very popular to bag on Watson, talk about how it's just like, you know, not a thing or whatever. But this seemed like, speaking of what the executive actually wants to hear, maybe this is a great example. Uh, it seemed like a pretty pragmatic business useful. <laughs> is that a phrase? Business useful? I'm going to start putting that in slides. It seemed like a, <laughs> a, a pretty straightforward business useful uh, application. And it was basically... Uh, in a, in a in a potentially creepy way, but maybe not. It was basically like, well, it's very uncreepy for people like me who don't actually want to talk to people. But basically, they were using chat stuff from Watson to sell insurance policies, as I recall. Um, and and they and they, there was a whole process, even in the short article that it that they quoted through, where like at first they tried to sell, I think, uh, car insurance. If I remember, I should look up these facts before I go over them. But they were selling, like, car insurance, and it was kind of a little too complicated for the AI to do. And yet, several users of it, customers, said they really liked the experience and it was good. But then they moved to selling, I think, like, rental insurance or something, which was more straightforward. But uh, assuming that it's all true, which it probably is as far as these things go, like, you know... That seems like a good use of AI stuff. I don't know if that's AI or machine learning or whatever, but that's a pretty uh, straightforward use of it. It's not. It's no curing cancer, but what are you going to do? You got to get them them Houston folks on something else. But you should check that out. Do that uh, read up in there. It's a good instance of that. And then also, as mentioned last uh, episode, I was in Iceland on vacation. That's a great place. You should go there. It's really cheap to fly there now. It's expensive as fuck to be there. Very, very expensive. <laughs> like a glass of red wine is like uh, 12 euros. And that's euros, oh. not dollars. Like, I mean, they got their own, they got their Icelandic kroner over there. So you're always converting in your head uh, or or not. But it's basically, what is it? It's $8 per thousand Icelandic kroner, more or less. All I'm hearing is, is bring your own wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's expensive over there. Cheap to get there, expensive to breathe air there. But, uh, it's, it's a nice place. It's really epic yep. and scenic. And we took a bunch of tours on these buses. And I think that's a good way to go. Like, uh, especially if you've got two kids, just hop on a bus, travel around. And, and the thing that I was realizing about when you're on a, uh, a pre-planned tour like that, uh, is you, they base, it forces you to time box your visits at places, right? They're like, we're going to be here 30 minutes to so take those sod houses in versus like, you know, if you go there on your own, you're like, I don't know, should I stay here five minutes or like three hours? I don't really know what I should be doing. And they just, uh, they solve that for you. So then also while I was there, uh, some of the buses, they have USB chargers, some don't. So one time they didn't have a charger. So I bought this book. It's a, I think the favorite Icelandic saga that was written in like, I don't know, 1200 or something called the uh the saga of burnt i don't know how to pronounce njal nail 
And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's got, it's got some sort of like Old Testament problems where it'll be like for two pages, there was a man named Gunner. Gunner was son of, you know, John Half Beardface. Mr. Half Beardface was son of like Jerry the Settler. And like it'll just go right. on for a while and you're just like, <laughs> Is this a recommendation or not? No, no, it's a recommendation because <laughs> the the translation I was reading it actually like when it gets to the actual action, like it's it's very uniquely written, like it's very sparse and interesting, and there's a certain pattern it falls into. Basically, it's uh it's kind of like a story of why it's bad to to kill people and then get revenge on them because it's an endless cycle, and next thing you know, you're burnt in a house and all your sons have been killed. Uh, by, and it's, it's also odd to read it while you're in Iceland, uh, in contemporary times, cause Icelanders are very friendly and nice. And this story is all about them basically just like halberding each other to death. And the, the descriptions are great. It, like they'll, well, great. They're very, for as sparse or spare as they are, they're very, um, uh, uh, visual. I don't know what's. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it'll be like. And then they charged at like you know, uh, Jerry the half beard, and like in his first swing he cut his arm off. And you're like, well, I, I guess that guy's done. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> like ah, uh, not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of detailed descriptions of like cut cut his leg off below the knee, cut his arm off mid upper arm. Like it's very like precise about where these things were. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun, like, dissonance of, like, here's all these friendly Icelandic people. And then meanwhile, they used to just, like, kill the fuck out of each other, uh, you know, over insults, over nothing. But it's, you should read it. It's good. Uh, so that's, uh, that's my recommendations. Go to Iceland, bring your own bottles of wine, and, uh, re- read the saga of burnt nail. Nile. Uh, anyways, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash 168, where you can uh, find a link to the, the, the Solo Wind sponsor thing we mentioned, that book that I wrote you can get for free. I'm sorry, report. I don't know if it's a book, the booklet. Uh, all the conferences going on and clicks, uh, links. We'll call them clicks. Is that what we called them back in the mid-90s? And all the clicks you can click on to uh to see what we've spoken about and things we missed and with that thanks for listening we'll see everyone next time bye bye bye